Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast, and I just want to say thanks for checking out this episode. Today, I'm going to talk about why you should be building a sellable business, okay? And before you jump off because you're like, Matt, I'm doing this forever. Uh, I'm handing it down to my kid. I'm not selling. Like, this doesn't apply to me. Uh, Hang tight because this whole podcast, for the most part, is not actually about selling your business. It's basically me telling you why you should build a business that is sellable, okay? And I'm going to go through some pointers, and and I'm learning this stuff as we go. Um, you know, we've had businesses in the past try to acquire us and all that kind of stuff, and I've learned a lot as we went. Um, and I've learned some things along the way of even if you're not wanting to ever sell your company, why it's still important to build a business that somebody would want to acquire, Okay. And so the reasons you should be, you know, building a business that's sellable for one is that businesses that people want to acquire, they want to acquire them for these reasons, right? First, typically a sellable business is systemized, okay? And when a buyer is looking to purchase a company, let's, let's just say specifically in the home service industry, like most of us are in, right? Um, they're looking to acquire a business that has systems in place, right? That buyer's either going to purchase a business that, uh, you know, they roll your customer list into their brand, right? So your name may go away, but they, they acquire all of your customers. Or maybe it's a buyer who isn't already in this uh, home service business space. And so they want to acquire your business, keep the name, come in and run it, right? Like you are. Uh, but in order for them to do that, they want to see that your business is somewhat at least systemized so they're not coming into a a total crap hole of a company, right? And so the first thing that you should be focusing on in your business is systems. People always say, well, what systems do I start with? Like, what should I do? If you were me, what systems would you implement first? And I always say, you know, what are the biggest pain points in your company, okay? I can't answer that question for people. You have to answer that for yourself. But what I say is, what are the biggest pain points, okay? Is it the way, the process of the way your guys are out doing jobs, okay? Is it their process of how they're servicing a house? Are they slow? Maybe you need to create a system so that they are quicker, so that they're more efficient? Is it the way that the phones are getting answered, right? Um, You know, and and that's, that's for you to decide. But what is the pain point inside your business, you know, pick three and then go and figure out, like really dive deep and figure out, man, how can I make this process better? Maybe it's hiring somebody for that position. Uh, Maybe if your pain point is answering phones, maybe it's, man, I can't afford to hire someone, but the phone doesn't get answered. So I miss these jobs, but I'm paying for marketing to get the phone to ring and and it's just an endless circle, right? Well, maybe you need to hire a call center. So at least the phone's getting answered, that customer's getting talked to. Find uh, pain points inside your business and then build systems around those pain points. The second reason you should be building a systemized and sellable business is because a sellable business gives you options, right? Listen, there's nobody that I know uh, more that thinks long-term like, man, I'm not selling my business or you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I've got my plan laid out. Like, this is my plan. This is what I'm doing. But the longer I've been in business, the more I've learned that new opportunities arise, plans change, right? Like 
you should always have a long-term plan, but understand that a lot of times that plan changes. Like even inside our companies, like, man, you know, by year 10 or year five, we're gonna do this in revenue. We're gonna have this many employees. These are the core services we're gonna offer. And you know, in year two, you realize, man, these services aren't gonna get us to where we wanna be. These services aren't as profitable as we thought. Maybe there's not as big of a need. And so we start to change the plan, right? Well, you may not wanna sell your business now, or you may have plans to hand it down to your kids, but what happens when your kids get old enough and they say, hey, dad, I don't want your business. Like, I love you proud of you, but I don't want to run a home service company. I want to go to college or, or I want to start this or, or whatever, right? Plans change. And so building a systemized and sellable business gives you options, right? You just never know. You may want to sell your business 5, 10, 20 years down the road, even though right now that might not be the plan, okay? Also, a sellable business is a business that creates opportunity, Okay, nobody wants to buy a business that is dying unless it's like such a good deal, right? That you feel like you can go in there, turn it around and and make it boom. But in the home service world for the most part, right? No no, you know, legit buyer wants to buy a dying service company. They just don't. Okay? Especially one that isn't systemized and is a total mess. So, a legit sellable business is a business of opportunity. It's an opportunity that the business is growing. It's opportunity for people in your community who are looking for a job or a career, okay? This is a huge reason that you should be building a systemized and sellable business. People want to work for companies that have opportunity. And your small service company that is just a, a cluttered freaking mess with no systems in place and uh, you know your employees don't know what to do every day and, and every day it's different and and there's no structure, okay, that, that is not an, a business of opportunity. That's a business with headaches, okay? So create a business of opportunity, and when you do that, that creates a sellable business, okay? And so I want to kind of get into a little bit, you know, what makes a business sellable? Because this is important too, and this is going to help you guys, A, you know, create a thriving company for yourself, but B, if you ever do decide to sell down the road, uh, these are things that you know typical buyers are looking for. I talk about this all the time. First and foremost, a buyer who wants a home service business and will pay top dollar is looking for recurring revenue, period. Okay, if all of your services are one and done services where you service the clients once and they don't need you again, Okay, your multiple, which typically in the home service world, uh, a lot of businesses are sold on a multiple of whatever their net profit is, right? And so your multiples can be very low. Where if you have a business, um, and I'm gonna give you an example. Let's say you own a pest control company, right? And you've got all of these commercial uh, contracts. You know, maybe you have a three-year contract with these apartment associations. Uh, and it's recurring revenue and you're out there every month spraying for bugs and that's a recurring model. Now, a buyer's going to pay you a lot more money for a business like that than maybe a guy who, oh, I don't know, does large landscaping jobs or cuts down trees, right, for residential clients. You know, yeah, they may use you again 10 years down the road, but it's not like you're out there every quarter, every month or even twice a year, right? And so, 
you need to find a service that you can implement inside your business that's recurring, period, okay? Now, I there, it, what's funny is a lot of the one and done services are actually super profitable, and that's why a lot of people kind of gravitate towards those. And I'm not saying don't do them. I'm just saying to build a sellable business and to give yourself options down the road, right, you want to have some kind of service that is recurring. So you have somewhat of a recurring model inside your business, okay? Second thing a buyer's looking for, like I said earlier, is a systemized company, okay? They don't want to walk into a business and have to fix everything. They wanna see that it's running at least semi-smoothly, right? And don't get me wrong, even my company, like we've got a lot of kinks that we need worked out. Every business does, okay? And a buyer understands that. Like, no business is turnkey. I even I hate that term. Like, I've got a turnkey business. It's like, dude, you're not fooling anybody. Every company has problems. Every company has headaches. I get that that one time back in, you know, 2009, you went on vacation for two weeks and nothing bad happened. But I promise, like, bad things happen in every single business. So no business is, quote, unquote, turnkey, okay? But... There are a lot of things you can do to systemize your business that makes it more attractive for a buyer. The, the more systemized your company is, the less risk for headache you know, popping up after day after day after day. And, and, and that's what a buyer wants to see. So systemize your business in a way where you can make it as headache-proof as possible. Okay. Uh, they also want to see a proven model that is scalable and that is growing. Most buyers want to see, uh, you know, your model is scalable. They want to see how year after year after year you have grown. Um, I know in the past when uh, people wanted to acquire our company, you know, we send them the previous three years of, you know, P&L statements, profit and loss statements, um, asset lists, and and our marketing plan and, and all this kind of stuff, right? They want to see a proven model that is scalable and growing. If your business one year does 100,000, then the next year does 75,000, then the next year does 150,000, next year does 125, and you're all over the map, they're saying, man, this isn't a very like proven model. Like what's going on here? You know, it's not really scaling, it's not growing, it's up and down, right? They don't want to see that. They want to see a business that goes, from 100,000 to 175,000 to 275,000 to 500, right? They want to see a scalable model and that is growing. And so, you know, that's another perfect example of why it's so important to build systems in your business because the more systemized your company is, the better chance it has to grow. And here's one that a lot of people don't talk about, profit. They want to see profit. In this day and age, especially like in the tech industry, so many companies are running without making money, even in the home business world. Like, I can't tell you how many home service companies we talk to that aren't profitable. Now, you'll hear me say all the time, if you're in the first three years of your home service business, you don't need to worry about profitability. All you need to worry about is sales and acquiring as many customers as possible. But if you're getting into year five, year 10, and you're not that profitable, it's when you got to step back and take a look at your model and say, what's going on here? Like, am I paying my guys too much? Are my guys not efficient on the job? Are my labor costs too high? Are my marketing costs too high? My entire operations costs too high? What's going on here? What can I tweak? Is our pricing too low? You know, and so... 
for us, we actually went through this uh, two years ago and we went through it a little bit this year. We raised our prices again and we said, listen, like we're profitable, but we're not as profitable as we need to be. We were profiting like, I want to say two years ago, it was like 17 or 18%. And I said, man, I really want to get that, you know, over 20. And so what is it? Well, we're almost the most expensive company in town already, but I think we can probably afford to raise our prices another five to 10%. Okay, perfect. Well, it still doesn't get us to our goal. So what else is it? Well, let's look at the process of when our guys are going to jobs. Okay, how, how are they operating? Do we have systems in place or are the systems that we do have in place working uh, as good as we think they should? And if not, how can we make it so they can get the job done faster? Maybe they need better equipment. Maybe they need hose reels instead of reeling up the hoses on their own. Uh, maybe they're talking to the customers too long. Maybe they're, you know, when they're cleaning windows, they're walking out to the truck every 20 minutes to get more towels when they should be bringing towels to the front door. Like, all these little things, right? And so you need to be profitable, but if you're not profitable and you're in year five, year seven, year 10, you need to look at, okay, is my pricing right? Am I charging enough? Okay, get out of the self-limiting belief that you charge too much or that people won't pay for your services. They will. Okay, and there's definitely a threshold of what you know people will pay, so don't be stupid about it, but people will pay a lot more than you think they will pay. I had to get out of this mindset like, well, my company, like we clean windows and we pressure clean houses, like we're not solving that big of a problem, but, or we clean gutters, you know, like, man, like we can't charge more than X amount for that house. Well, then you have to get in the mindset of, well, dude, that homeowner called you because they don't want to climb up on a 40-foot ladder to clean out their gutters, right? Like to them, it is a big problem. To you, you do it every day. And so it's not a problem for you. It's easy. But to the homeowner, they're calling on you because they cannot do it or they don't want to do it. And so you need to charge for your time. So take a look at your pricing and take a look at your processes of how you're servicing the customer. And I guarantee you, when you take a look at those and you adjust them, uh, your profitability will go way up. Uh, the last thing that we found buyers are looking for is branding, right? They want to buy a company that is well-branded. And, you know, for me, this has been a huge thing for me. Like always from the very beginning, from day one, I wanted to create a company that had the best customer service, right? I was never going to run away from problems. I knew we were going to screw jobs up, Okay. My company gets callbacks all the time. And I'm just being honest. We get callbacks all the time. But the difference between us and everybody else is most of the other companies that get callbacks run away from the problems. We run straight to them. So typically, the people that call back on us, right, love us at the end because they realize, man, these guys actually back up what they say. Like, they back up their work, okay? And so even if that means that I'm going to be less profitable because I have to send a crew back out to fix a couple windows, well, I'm never going to lose that customer again because now I've built trust. Where the guy that they used the year before who, you know, missed three windows and they called him back, he didn't answer his phone and, and they never got hold of him again, they'll never call him. And so I always say that, you know, the scarier thing is not a person who calls to complain. The scarier thing is a person who doesn't call and complain because you can't fix the problems you don't know. So, you know, that has built our brand just alone that, hey, these guys, their customer service is top notch. We have reviews out there that's like, 
we're going to be honest. Like the first time they came out, they messed up a couple windows and they missed like four windows, right? right? Like my crew, for whatever reason, missed a few windows. But we called them. They came back out same day. They gave us a discount. Everything looks perfect. We're never going to go anywhere else. Okay, that helps build your brand. Now, also, the way you market your company builds your brand. Now, uh, a buyer, at least a legit buyer, is going to want to see the type of marketing you've been doing over the years. And for me and my company, you know, I own a serv- or I own a, a marketing company as well. It's my passion. Our branding is top notch in my company. Like everything we do is the same feel. And so you start to build a brand around your business in your community, and a buyer likes to see that, right? And so I want to encourage you guys. I just want to jump on here because I actually heard a different podcast and. Um, and I looked at some of the comments and people were like, well, what if I don't want to sell my business? Like the podcast was all about how to build a sellable business and, you know, blah, blah, blah about why, you know, down the road, you're going to sell your company. And people are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to sell my business ever. Well, it doesn't matter if you want to sell your business, a sellable business, right? Is a business that is growing, is a business with systems. It's a business you want to own. Because if it wasn't sellable, then it's a nightmare or it's dying. And so I want to encourage you guys, like you just never know the plan, right? You never know what opportunities may arise. You never know what kind of offer you may get. I mean, maybe one, maybe you're running a million dollar company and somebody comes in to buy you out for way more than you ever expected your business to be worth. And it's impossible to say no, right? And so I just want to encourage you guys with that today because for me, I'm a big big believer that you should always be thinking about how can I build my business in a way where it is more valuable to a person down the road who wants to buy it. And it benefits you. It benefits the person buying it. And if you never sell it, that's okay. Now you handed your business down to your kid and it's 100% systemized and it's sellable. And now he's getting a real asset instead of a problem, right? And so take that for what it is, you you know, build systems in your business. And I think, I just know that it can't hurt. So I hope you guys are having an awesome week. Um, Do me a favor. I know I say this every time, but we do this podcast for free. We don't have any kind of ads on it. And we could, we can make money off this now that we have quite a few people listening to it. But I would prefer to not have ads. And if you guys could do this one thing, if you could leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to this, so that other people who are listening to it for the first time or who find it but don't know who we are can go through and see your review and get a feel for what this podcast is about. If you could just say, you know, whether it brought you value, um, maybe some of your favorite things about it, it would mean the world. Also, go check out our YouTube channel. Um, We've been posting a video a week now for the last couple months, and we've really been strategizing around the type of videos we're doing for you guys. And I'm just here to try to bring you guys value. Like I had a lot of mentors in my life uh, early on and and still today um, that helped me. And so I'm just doing my best to help you guys and bring you guys value and maybe open up some mindsets and and change some ways of thinking um, because I know it will benefit you guys down the road. So go check out the YouTube channel. It's Service Industry Coach. And as always, if you guys own a home service company and you need any type of marketing help, visit our website at serviceindustrymarketer.com. We work with hundreds of service companies all over the United States. 
And uh, essentially what we do and why we're different is we help, we basically implement the things that we do inside my service company into other people's and it just works. So if you're looking to grow a large service company, get a hold of us and uh, we would love to work with you and uh, even just chat with you on the phone so we can get to know you a little better. So as always, we love you guys. We will see you next time. Take care.